Good morning, everyone. Our first reading, we are told uh, we are to imitate the holiness of God, and we do that when we refuse to exact vengeance um, or bear grudge against anyone. He said, because uh, the Holy Spirit has visited upon you, and you become then the very temple of God, and we should have respect for the temple of God, correct? And he's saying, now each other. Uh, those who are baptized are exactly that. Christ uh, uh, and the Gospels are spe- speaking about two things. Remember, this is the Sermon of the Mount, his homily, and he speaks about justice and how we are to act. And uh, so this is a continuation of the homily. And he'll go on to say what makes his disciples, his followers, uh, different is their willingness to love uh, no longer as we heard in the first reading. Remember, uh, with Moses, that was just the beginning. We heard, love others as you love yourself. And Jesus is going to change that because he's, now he's, we're ready for it. He will say, love others as I have loved you. And so uh, here it is, my friends. And uh, um, we look at this uh, gospel reading and the teaching of this gospel uh, it's very difficult for folks uh, to follow the Lord's direction because he says, love your enemies. Mm. And um, folks sometimes find it hard just to love their neighbor. <laughs> and uh, uh, folks can uh, certainly love those. And we see this in the way commercials are run for uh, charitable organizations. They certainly can love those who are at disadvantage and those who are lowly and those who are homeless and those... Um, uh, who are impoverished, uh, but to love the enemy, uh, one who intentionally um, has harmed us, is very difficult to do. And, uh, my friends, um, Jesus insists that the followers of him be perfect, as their heavenly Father is perfect. And, uh, like I said, uh, many folks find this a very, very difficult. And, uh, um, They are just trying to keep their heads above water around the faith, meaning um, the waters of doubt and unbelief and uh, uh, rules. And uh, I know some folks are dismayed by the injunction to be perfect. And um, sometimes folks feel that they are fighting a rearguard action when it comes to the faith. And my folks, in complete honesty, they feel that even the official church is not helping them very much with this matter. And uh, uh, I put this forth because uh, I think uh, an example for today, the fundamental religious issue of our time is faith in God and the lack of it and belief and unbelief. And uh, uh, we priests uh, scramble uh, today uh, to make homilies relevant and to uh, open up the scriptures for people to help them to understand them and to make sense of everything that Jesus has said. And all the while, uh, the world is engaging you, and especially our young people, in this philosophy that I call meism. Me, 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 me. All about me. And, uh, and about worldly things. I have to have, have, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to have it. And, um, and here is Jesus <laughs> in the middle of all the unbelief and societal's philosophy of me, 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 uh, demanding that you become perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And 
The thing about that is our Lord is absolutely serious about what he says. My friends, when God um, first chose the Jewish people, the Israelites, uh, the ones we heard in about the first reading, uh, he did so in order to fashion to himself a different people, different from all the other ones that were in existence, and he wanted them to be particularly like himself. He told them, you shall be holy because I am holy. Leviticus 11.44, which we just heard. His son comes to help us understand more. And our Lord's disciples, the new people of God, Paul says this. He saved us and called us to a holy life. 2 Timothy 1.9. St. Peter, head of the church, says be holy yourselves in every aspect of your conduct. For it is written, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. 1 Peter 1, 15-16. He'll go on, Because you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own, you must be this way. 1 Peter 2, 9. According to Scripture, then we are called to holiness, not just a faith of minimalism um, and a faith that, uh, where people have uh, much today flexible morality. Well, and at times it feels that the pastors of the church, I'm included in that, seem okay if folks can just manage to hold on to any faith at all uh, in this generation. And... Uh, um, what is certainly not helpful and is absolutely destructive is our current society's idea of political correctness, uh, that we should not be different from everybody else, and that we should leave our religion out of everything. And uh, um, also destructive is that we do not see or feel any great results from our efforts. I have people who come to me all the time, Father, I've been trying, I read the scriptures and I pray and I just, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't feel like, uh, remember I, for two weeks now I've been talking about the very experience of God and how to do that. And uh, um, it's heartbreaking um, to pastors. I need to tell you that. We talk about these things. And uh, similarly folks, uh, and then we have folks who are just simply lukewarm uh, in their testimony of the Lord when they sometimes more than anyone else should be fearless in their examples as disciples in the medical field, in the political field. <laughs> Lord have mercy in the political field, especially all those who claim to be Catholic Christians but act like little demons. Um, you see what I'm saying? But all of us who are baptized are called to give fierce testimony on behalf of Jesus Christ. And... Uh, but my friends, perhaps the most destructive thing is the pervading influence of the secular that has little place for God and absolutely does not have any room for his son's values. And uh, in fighting all of this, all of you also have to sometimes fight your own family and loved ones uh, with their laid-back values or their lack of morality, which uh, dents your faith uh, often, because I hear about it. And... Uh, it's all a big plate on one's table in a time where there is very little appetite for that which is holy and spiritual.
religion is, um, should be a process for significant change in our lives, but also in the life of society. Um, but it will always fail and fall short if we do not accept the scriptures like today's with a very sense of radicalness that it demands. The scriptures tell us, be holy, for I, your God, am holy. And this word of God is intended seriously and to be radical. Jesus was very radical in everything that he did. If you look at the Beatitudes, that is completely radical. He turns everything the world understood upside down. And this is part of the scriptures today of his homily uh, that he gives. And my friends, sometimes it seems that all but the saints take it in an accommodated sense. And that, uh, and that becomes the challenge for each one of us. And this is, here it is, here's the crux of it. We must apply the scriptural demands to ourselves. We must apply it to ourselves and no longer attempt to accommodate them uh, with ease or uh, with, uh, when it's convenient and, uh, or um, to uh, some to loose uh, their interpretation so loose and basic that it becomes an interpretation that is irrelevant anymore. And my friends, one of the things that I hear often um, is, well, I don't think Jesus would. Well, we have scriptures that tell us what Jesus thought. And we have Mother Church, who's been around for over 2,000 years, also that has told us. So when I hear someone say, well, I don't think Jesus would, what I'm hearing is, I know better than Scripture, and I know better than Mother Church. Well, St. Paul has uh, a refute for you in the second reading. That is all foolishness in the eyes of God. Make yourself foolish. Don't accept the wisdom that that is. Instead, look. Uh, look at the Scriptures. And my friends, um, when I came to you, uh, people, what is your vision, Father Mark, to be holy? And some people laughed at me. Not in a mean way. There's <laughs> Father. Uh, and others, I don't get it. Now, do you see how hard it is? It is just enough for us to begin to walk in holiness. We have been doing it for six years. And we're making strides and progress. But now do you see? I've been in parishes where there's two-page vision statements. <laughs> Most people are like, <laughs> after the first paragraph, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I kept it simple, to be holy, because it's not so simple. And if we do that, everything else falls into place. I am not wiser than my professors, but they told me, keep it easy, keep it simple in your statements. And uh, that doesn't mean that the parishes that have the long vision statements and everything, they're not wrong. They just, there's a different way to approach it. Uh, my friends, uh, in our scriptures today, Jesus, uh, the beginning statement, um, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, my homilies are recorded. Uh, the 5.30 is recorded and the 8.30. Last night's homily is completely different from this one. Um, I went after the very first statement of Jesus, um, he talks about no retaliation, uh, no revenge. That's what he's talking about on the first. Um, you know, don't, uh, don't go after your enemies that way. And uh, 
So if you're interested to hear what that sounded like, uh, I did that because I didn't think <laughs> they were going to be able to handle this homily very well <laughs> last night. <laughs> um, but um, my friends, the, the, the call of the Christian is uh, to love our enemy. This is to go a little bit further uh, with Jesus. And that is very difficult. And we can decide to love someone. That is different from being in love. One does not decide to be in love. <laughs> One just falls in love. But the love that Jesus is talking about is the love that he showed. This is the love that he's talking about. This was not feely. I feel like I'm going to do this today. He did this. This is a sheer act of will. And this is what I meant when I said to Moses, God said, tell them to love others as they love themselves. And Jesus said, now I'm going to tell you it's time for you to step it up. And he's not going to say, love others as you feel. He will say, love others as I have loved you. And my friends, um, John 13, 35, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, Paul, it's a big wedding. Uh, when people are at weddings, that's usually one of the readings they choose because love is patient. He goes to tell you how this love looks and acts. Uh, St. Paul, almost all of his writings, he's taking what Jesus has said now I tell you, love others as I have loved you. Almost all of his writings really is about that. Uh, but 1 John 2, 5, 1 John 3, 16, 1 John 5, 3, 2 John 1 through 6. If you want to see examples of what Christ is talking about love, he's not talking about how you love ice cream and how you, you love to go down to the park and take a walk. He's talking about the very thing that I've taught you about, has said. That type of love is covenantal love. It is selfless. And it loves even when it has been hurt. It loves even when it does not feel like loving. Um, this is the very type of love uh, that has said is the complete emptying of oneself. And this is what we saw God, Father, Son, and Spirit do. And now Jesus says, now you need to do the same. And um, as I said, uh, uh, this type of love is not feely love for the person. In this instance, love is not a passing feeling. Uh, it is an act of will, just that it is an act of will not to hurt others. That's what Jesus is getting at. Um, or not to allow the hurt that someone has caused you or the pain that, uh, to turn you into uh, an angry, raging person. And uh, only with God's grace can we love in the way Christ does and ask of us. And so when he says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, the perfection that Jesus is talking about is the perfection of love. As St. John tells us, God is love. Uh, he's perfect in all things, but what makes him perfect from our human perspective is the way he loves. And uh, God loves all of his creation. And God does not love his creation in us because we are good. He loves because he is good. And here is the crux. Now he's saying, do the same. Do not love others because they are good. Love them because you are good and holy as your heavenly Father is. <laughs> There's the ideal. As Christ's disciples, we are asked to work towards that higher ideal of loving all, even one's enemies. In this is holiness. As the scripture says, be holy as the Lord God is holy. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. 
In this way you will show that you are true children of your heavenly Father. Matthew 5, 44. My friends, remember what the Lord said about being lukewarm to his disciples, 316. It's not very nice, but I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> the man, the faithful and true witness, the source of God's creation, says this. I know your works. I know that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's harsh. That comes from a very ancient uh, proverb uh, when something's supposed to be either hot or something's supposed to be either cold. And if it's not, it's worthless. Yikes. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Surely is a wonder being chosen by God the Most High to be his people and to uh, live a life of holiness with him now and for all eternity. Do you understand, my brothers and sisters? Yeah. Amen. Is that enough? Okay. Okay. Let it be enough then. But now perhaps you can understand uh, why I beat you over the heads about holiness and nothing else almost because it's hard work, just that. And yet we've seen people who do that. We have people in our parish right now uh, who are pillars of holiness. And that tells me and all of you it's achievable with his grace. We just need to cooperate with Christ on that.